Hello and welcome to the Paul Garcia Show, where I have conversations with the remarkable people from the central Illinois area. Today, I have the pleasure of talking with a Hall of Fame martial artist and the owner and founder of Brands Martial Arts, Michael Brand. This is going to be a fun episode and I can't wait to get started. But before we begin, I'd like to give a quick shout out to a local small business that we all know and love. Fairbury Furniture, located in downtown Fairbury. This place carries tons of beautiful furniture, from sofas and recliners to tables, beds, and chairs, all of which in brands you know and love. Fairbury Furniture is sure to make your home or office a joy to be in, so when it's time to make your living quarters a lot more comfortable and a lot more stylish, you know where to go. Fairbury Furniture in downtown Fairbury. All right, let's get this show started. Right. Michael Brand, thank you very much for coming on to the show, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, so we are at Brand's Martial Arts here in downtown Fairbury, just one of your few locations. And right off the bat, I see so many different things. I see face masks, I see boxing gloves, shin guards, there's some fight sticks, and a whole bunch of other things. So tell me, what is it exactly that you teach here? What we teach right now is we just pretty much have the MMA team and then that's where we've done the jujitsu and, and the uh the mm. Muay Thai kickboxing and things like that. Um so it's it's a MMA system that we do for the fight team where it's not necessarily as traditional. We don't wear the geese. It's uh you know the modern version of the martial arts that it's really the same material. It's just the approach is different. So you have your traditional martial arts systems, like even Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu when it comes from Judo. <clears throat> so it's still worn, you wear a gi in there, and they still mm. have fairly close to the same ranking system. You know, the uh, time in between belts might be different, or they might have a different curriculum, but it's the same concept. You start, you wear the gi, start with your white belt, and slowly progress to black. Okay, so you said you have a fight team. Does that mean you're training guys that are going on to start you know, stepping into the cage and fighting dudes like you see on TV. Is that oh, what yeah. you do? So we've had we've had an MMA team for several years, and they've been fighting all over the place. That's oh, wow. actually the hoodie I'm wearing now is from our first No Limits fight team. From I think we started that probably about 12 years ago now. Hmm. Okay, dang. So, so yeah, we do have a lot of MMA fighters that come and train here. Very cool. Okay, and you also have kids that come through here too, right? Yeah, so with the kids' classes, we primarily teach them the, the karate classes. We don't want them thinking like, the, hey, I'm training for just to go and fight. Mm -hmm. uh, we want them to be well-rounded martial artists, and if they choose to compete, they're more than welcome because we don't just do the MMA fights. So our competition team, you know, fight team, whatever you want to call it, it is, you know, these guys compete in karate tournaments, kickboxing. They do uh, MMA. So... <clears throat> And we've had several, you know, do jiu-jitsu tournaments as well. So I want to talk about why people are inclined to begin a martial arts career and start training in the martial arts in the first place. But first, I want to take a step back and learn a little bit about where this all comes from. I look around and I see what looks like either China, it's just Asian writing of some sort. Right. Is that where martial arts comes from? Like what, what are the origins of fighting people oh, like this. So this goes, oh man. So I, I guess the origins of most of your karate systems would come back to, uh, actually back to China before it made it to Okinawa. They they do it, it's called a toady, the Chinese hand. Mm -hmm. And then it evolved into the Okinawan systems, martial arts. So, so your karate, 
judo, jujitsu, like that. Well, it's all started with jujitsu. Was like the warrior culture, hmm. and then they stripped away the different styles after basically the end of the samurai time. Okay, when's this all taking <laughs> so, place? Is this taking this place is, like BC? No, this. I mean, this would be you know, within the last couple hundred years. So it's safe to say that this, for the most part, martial arts as we know it today, with karate, judo, jujitsu, it started in either Japan or China. It started in China. So it, first, it would have really? pretty well started in China with or with the root of the systems here. Now China did have their the warrior class, like the samurai stuff. Like that it goes back hundreds of years as well. Where each system really originates, so we know like a lot of it came, you know, mm-hmm. like the Shaolin Temple was a big origin point of, you know, they they have the longest running records, you know, they have, and then they're still still training martial artists to this day. So it's good that they kind of have an idea of where their lineage is and kind of who's come and mm-hmm. gone since. And you see similarities in so many different styles of martial arts. It's kind of hard telling how, how to carbon date it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Martial arts, the word martial arts comes from, I think, a Roman god, uh, Mars, who was a god of war, and the Marsh, martial coming from Mars, arts, is just like fighting. It's just different cultures of fighting is what I think. And the, right, the, so it's warlike. Mm-hmm. You know, martial translates to warlike, warlike arts. So some of it is art, some of it's, some of it's combative. Like there's mm-hmm. no art to it. You're just going to learn how to fight because, you know, you might you know, be training special forces or, mm-hmm. or you know, however – like every country has some type of fighting. You know, right. there was no, as far as we know, there hasn't been any peaceful, completely peaceful people. There, there's been wars going on since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's hard telling where the yeah. real roots of all of this stuff started. I mean, human combat has been going on since the dawn of man. I mean, oh, yeah. even, I mean, Cain at least knew how to hit Abel with a rock. Exactly. Like, so, I so, would imagine that, and Jacob wrestled an angel in the Old right. Testament and stuff like that. So, so it's like, are martial arts just different ways of doing the same thing and that's combating It's finding humans? an effective way to, to gain the upper hand in, in a uh-huh. violent altercation. So, and that's the root of it. It's like, well, um, we're going to fight to the death over something. Hopefully I'll figure out a way to do it easier yeah. than you so and, and that's not why most of us get into the martial arts now some a lot of the people that we train here did start their martial arts in the military you know we've got a uh, a couple of guys that actually train combatives in mcmap in the military that are training with us now so their approach to martial arts was not oh i want to do this for fun i'm not doing this for my health well, ultimately, they're doing it for their health but they weren't doing it as a hobby they weren't doing it to get in shape they were doing it in case you know, somewhere in, in, in a war zone, they had to defend their life. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be the same approach <clears throat> as somebody that learned martial arts as a child saying, oh, this kid had too much energy. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a whole right. variation of why people get into it between here and there, what their goals are and right. and, and ultimately what, what they're going to be drawn to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, in the military, they're training you to uh, potentially, if not to kill if you need to exactly and that's going to be different than if you take up wrestling you're not learning how to kill someone you learn how to take someone down but it's not a fatal uh martial art well and really and wrestling really should be considered martial art Mm -hmm. Uh, it is it's the original sport combat sport Mm -hmm. you know it goes back to ancient greece where you know or 
I'm not sure where it was before that, but that was, you know, where we first started hearing about it was, was the ancient Greeks putting on a show. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, but wrestling in itself is, especially as far as MMA is concerned, and this is me being a lifelong karate practitioner, if you're going to do mixed martial arts, you know, you're out there, you're not wearing a gi, you're just wearing your fight shorts and whatever. Wrestling is probably the best starting point for that because yeah. they, you can learn your striking as a wrestler and be a proficient striker. If you're not happy with that, you could take somebody to the ground. Mm. Now, even if you're not proficient in your submissions, you're still going to have a good chance of controlling that person to stop them from hurting you. And, you know, you still, you get to choose where you want that fight to happen. This show is sponsored by Pope Joy Plumbing, Heating, Electric, and Geothermal. These guys offer a full array of services that ensure that your plumbing, HVAC, and electrical systems will continue to operate at peak performance for many years to come. The Pope Joy name has been serving commercial and residential customers in Pontiac, Morris, Streeter, Braidwood, Cole City, Dwight, Fairbury, and even El Paso, Gibson City, Gilman, Lexington, and Chenoa, Illinois since 1984. Pope Joy epitomizes the Midwestern values of honesty and integrity. At Pope Joy, their elite level team works hard to ensure that your homes and businesses remain comfortable, healthy, and energy efficient all year round. And to further ensure that, they even offer an emergency line that you can call 24-7. No matter what service you're requesting, you can rest assured that every Pope Joy service technician is properly trained and certified. Their comfort advisors and technicians participate in ongoing factory-sponsored training classes all the time, so they understand the latest installation and repair techniques. So for top quality plumbing, heating and electrical services, and geothermal services, call Pope Joy at 815-496-5181. I still think, as far as MMA goes, a wrestling background is probably the strongest one to have. I was going to ask that, yeah. Yeah, So and, and it really, it like... Like, I love doing karate. I absolutely love ju- doing jujitsu. I haven't had a lot of experience with wrestling until I was already in my adult years. But that, to me, is a solid foundation for, for an MMA background. Now, kickboxing or the other styles, not so much. But as far as if you want to go into the, to the MMA, wrestling is, is kind of one of those must-haves at this point. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between Brazilian jiu-jitsu and jiu-jitsu? I hear that both of those things equal amounts, like jiu-jitsu and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Most of the time that you hear jiu-jitsu in the United States, you're talking Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Japanese jiu-jitsu is still, I'm not going to say it's not around, (laughs) but it's not near as as popular. And it's very hard to find a school that teaches Japanese jiu-jitsu. But like if I'm watching, if I'm a spectator, what am I going to notice as far as differences between a traditional Japanese jiu-jitsu and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Oh, it's going to be a night and day difference. Really? So a lot of these, <clears throat> so if you take Japanese jiu-jitsu, it was like, they're like, that's a broad spectrum. Like there's going to be several different fighting arts within that. Same thing. Like, you know, if you hear karate, you know, initially everybody thinks TV shows, this and that, but that can be more different. There's thousands mm-hmm. of styles of karate. It's thousands are each system of martial arts is, not even really a system. You hear a word like Kung Fu or Karate or uh, Japanese Jiu-Jitsu. I mean, that could have been a different family, a different class of samurai. I took it in a completely different direction than mm-hmm. the others did. So when you see Jiu-Jitsu, the Japanese version, like that's, I mean, it is the root of everything that we're doing. So Judo was stripped from Japanese Jiu-Jitsu. A lot of early Karate was, like a lot of these different styles. And then you see the Chinese influence in Okinawa on that Karate system. 
and it kind of went its way. And then you see judo. So jujitsu is kind of the the original uh, right. martial arts as far as becoming what we know today. Exactly. You know, like besides so wrestling, it was, it was kind of like the uh, the ore. Mm-hmm. They were, you know they mined it. They they took pieces of it. They they okay. got what they wanted. They polished it up. And now you know here in the United States, a lot of people are starting to bring it back together. Mm-hmm. Like to me, I. I couldn't imagine only training in one system of martial arts where like, oh, well, here we do, like even our style of, of karate has a lot of judo in it, but it's How interesting is this, <laughs> so, dude? There's so, it's, yeah, it's, it's like it's, wrestling. There's freestyle, folk style, Greco, exactly. completely different techniques and scoring systems. So they look a lot different. The only thing that's similar is there's no striking and it's grappling. Right. <laughs> so even even in, in, you look at the different jujitsu, there is strikes in jujitsu, but very Weird. It's it's, it's not it's, it's not the same type of striking. It's not the same goals with your strikes, with your stand up striking. You know, if you're looking at Muay Thai, karate, even in like Taekwondo, uh, boxing for sure. Your goal when you hit somebody is to end the fight. Well, a lot of time when you get strikes and grappling is to hey, you can end the fight with strikes and grappling. Especially you see like the ground and pound and and a, and a lot of hits there. But a lot of time they're using the strikes to set up the throws. Same thing with judo, like. You really don't see a whole lot of people teaching striking in judo, but mm-hmm. I'm imagining it's there somewhere. I've, I haven't taken a whole lot of formal judo lessons. Mm-hmm. I do have a pretty pretty great judo instructor, but um, when we have done zero striking in the right. judo classes that I've taken, have you been immersed in the martial arts world for about your entire life? Where this where this all start? <laughs> I want. I'm very curious. I would have probably started in somewhere in the late '80s, like. How and, old are you? <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to ask 35. that. I mean, 35, okay. So you started yeah. pretty darn young. Yeah, I was, I was like three or four. Um, so my father and his cousin used to train. My His cousin was my first karate instructor. And I, I'll call him my uncle because he's always been, they're close just like brothers. So my uncle started teaching or started training, you know, fairly uh, early on in their adult lives. In karate? In, yeah, in a key and kai karate. So he took those lessons and then, you know, he'd, one of training partners, my dad was interested in there. So he started working with him. That's where I came. I remember seeing them sparring in the front yard as a small child. My parents were still married. So I, that's how far back it was. They got divorced when I was, I think I was five. So that, that puts us in place of, of where it started. I watched them intently. Anyways, you know, we go out there and me and my brothers are, and cousins are sitting there kind of doing what they're doing. They're like, all right, well, we're going to show you what you're doing. So you don't end up hurting each other. And, you know, mm. it, it showed us a couple of the basic techniques and, that was it. I was hooked. I wanted to learn everything yeah. I could about martial arts, not just karate, but just anything. They say between the ages of one and five in particular, when your brain is most malleable, whatever you see are, and are immersed in during that time is probably going to stick with you for the rest of your life. And so it I makes could, sense. I couldn't imagine a life not training. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I know a lot of people have their opinions on what they think it is, but and you've got to actually train with it. So you understand like the general perception of what training is and what it really is mm. it's not the same thing people either think it's oh hey little kids running around doing karate kicks on boards or it's this hyper aggressive mma fights and these mm. guys are all you know angry and tattooed and right not there's anything wrong with being tattooed but that's that image that everybody sees these guys just covered in tattoos a lot of them, you know just angry these and brawlers or exactly something. and that is not a <laughs> that is it couldn't be further from the truth you get in there and you could see local government officials training with, you know, anybody mm-hmm. or, or just in general. Like we see, we see that there's such a 
vast mix of people mm-hmm. that train in martial arts. So you have the wealthiest people in town, the poorest people in town. You have you have police officers training with people that they've arrested on mm-hmm. a mat. So like we've actually had that happen a couple of times where you know you have your first responders and they're going to have different approaches to why they're training. And so it's just it's a beautiful place. Like it is. Like it, re- it really all, is. All races, creeds, colors, backgrounds, religious beliefs, mm-hmm. everybody gets here and it's like the whole rest of the world just doesn't exist anymore. This show is sponsored by Greg Curtinbox State Farm Offices in Fairbury and Gibson City, Illinois. When looking for an insurance provider for your home, car, property, business, life, health, or even your pet, things like clarity, simplicity, solid ratings, and great prices should be at the top of your priorities. Greg Curtinbox Office fits that bill beautifully. It's insanely rare to find any business online that has nothing but five-star reviews, but Greg Curtinbox Insurance Offices boast 56 reviews from clients, 100% of which are five stars. That's incredible. And you don't earn that kind of reputation for just being okay. I recently met with Greg myself at his Fairbury location, and I was amazed how he was able to articulate so simply to me the ins and outs of life and health insurance and the costs of each. So you've heard that the task of genius is to make simple the complex, and well, Greg and his team are geniuses, and you'd be a genius too if you called him up. Oh, and if you don't know, Greg is also a celebrity. In addition to his face and mustache being on a massive billboard on the west end of Fairbury, you've probably seen him in a State Farm commercial from a few years back. It's the one where the buffalo is attacking those guys' car, and Greg transports them back to his office. It's really funny, and you should check it out on YouTube if you haven't already seen it. So back to my point, though, this office is incredible, and there's plenty of reasons why so many people from this area are calling them up getting free quotes, and proudly making Greg their new agent. So for quality insurance and impeccable customer service that you deserve, call Greg Curtinbach State Farm Office at 815-692-3673 and be sure to tell Greg himself that you heard about him on the Paul Garcia Show. He'll be so excited to hear that. Something I've noticed about people who have taken up martial arts like jiu-jitsu and even in myself since I was took uh started taking wrestling seriously going to jujitsu classes and even doing some sparring here is you start to walk different just in your day-to-day life i find myself a little more upright looking left and right less often because i'm less nervous it's like it's some weird neurological thing i think because you know that if a situation presents itself where you're under attack you can kind of hold your own i think that's that's wonderful because now you're not stressed just walking around i think it's important that people learn you know, sure. how to defend themselves, learn these Definitely. skills. And that is that is a huge aspect of martial arts. But it's not, you know, you could take just about any style of martial arts and, and learn to properly defend yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's this whole everybody talks about what style is the most powerful or whatever. Right. Or which which ones, is going to save your life. Who's on the top something? of the mountain here? Now, there are styles of martial arts that when it comes to self-defense and for – not even just just styles in general. There's places that you can go, and they'll sell you on self-defense, and they're going to turn around and teach you garbage, and they're going to take your money, and it's usually a lot of it, mm-hmm. and they're going to say, "Here's your belts. Here's your this. You are a you are a, you're a you're a real weapon now." Mm-hmm. And they say, "You better be careful. So careful that you better never use this outside the dojo." <laughs> like, <laughs> and because, yeah, I, hey, I, it's I probably not going to work. I was younger. They started taking a system of martial arts, and I'm not going to dog on any schools or any any styles, but they said that what they did was so lethal that they couldn't spar. Wow, that's interesting. But, but when, 
<laughs> we say that because we've already been training these things. We know that that's absurd. Right. But we're not fresh clumps of clay. You walk in and you say, hey, people are pretty gullible. <laughs> like they think if you pay more for something, it's worth more. Right. They think because it's so valuable, I, I better listen to what they're saying, mm. every word. And it's easy to brainwash somebody right. like that. So you have a lot of these people walk around. Like I've met people that have gotten their black belts in two to three years. And some of them are tough. Most of them mm. don't know much about what they're doing. Why do you think people should consider uh, signing up for a martial arts class, shine, signing up maybe at this dojo? You right. know, what's, what's, what's the use? Why is it important to learn how to do this stuff? Um, well, I mean, we've talked about self-defense already, but like I said, that's one aspect of martial arts. The competition is great, but not everybody wants to compete. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, well, if you join here, you have to compete or you have have to defend yourself. Like it's good to know how to defend yourself. And there's a confidence in knowing that you can handle yourself if things get, you know, violent or ugly or whichever. <laughs> and, or know that you have at least, there's no guarantee. So people will say, oh, well, you, I can promise you. I will teach you how to defend yourself against this and that or whatever. They have a, a foolproof method. No, and all of a sudden someone has a bat and wax. Well, head. it's not even that. Like you're talking about things like when we discussed that a little bit earlier, situational awareness. Mm -hmm. There is no guarantees. There's no foolproof plan. There's no, I promise you this works. Or people say this is the best form of self-defense. And it's funny because almost every style of martial arts there's somebody that teaches that system and says, this is the best form of martial arts. <laughs> this is the way. And they, they do it seriously and they wholeheartedly believe it. And they do because somebody taught it to them and they say, this is your, like, no, I honestly believe that you should have a little variety in it. Like, mm -hmm. it's fun to do other things and to say, I'm dedicated solely to this one thing. Like, that's yeah, look at the UFC champions. <laughs> None of them are just proficient exactly. in one art. They're, they're going to have one that they excel at, but sure, they're yeah. going to be proficient in others. Like, and like I said, I've been doing, doing karate for over 30 years. I've been doing Taekwondo for 20 something years. I've been doing Muay Thai for 20 something years. I've been doing jujitsu for almost 10 years now. And I love them all equally. Like that, like my time training is, it's a self, a journey of self-discovery. You're constantly improving yourself. You're learning new skills. You're doing these things that, that not everybody can do. And that is special. You know, there used to be a, a poster up in the weight room I used to work out. It says, everybody was born with the equal ability to be unequal. And that's like, mm -hmm. your performance is what's going to, your compassion level. Like, the, the way you are towards other people. Like, so when you're in the martial arts, you take that fighting aspect aside. But, but what else you get? How many how many people do you know have been violently attacked? Hmm, I mean, personally, I can't I can't think of too many, but there's a few. So maybe. there is there is, and I know a handful of people, but I know a lot more people have never been in a, a real life violent situation. I know significantly more people that have never been in that situation mm -hmm. than have, or been in a position where where you know somebody could die or is going to die or just. I know a lot more people that have more or less lived a comfortable, cozy life. Their existence has not been uh, put in peril, so <laughs> to speak. So what else do you get from martial arts besides those things? There's so many different systems of martial arts you can train in. You know, right now, jiu-jitsu is super popular. Yeah. You know, before that, Muay Thai was super popular. Before, you know, boxing has always been pretty popular. <laughs> uh, judo, 
I wish judo was more popular now than it did. Right. Be like, as there's hardly any qualified instructors in our area. Uh, you know, my my judo instructor comes from Chicago. You know, we do talk about you know doing. Uh, well, I don't know if you came for the last seminar, but Shoney Carter, the former UFC fighter. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He comes down. And he he's our our judo instructor, and he's phenomenal at it. And um, but there there's not a whole lot of people locally that do that. Jiu-jitsu, people are opening schools everywhere. Yeah. And but now here's you know, the like downside. PSF Legacy Jiu-jitsu <laughs> in Normal Illinois. Uh, right, and you know the. They have these schools, they're just all over. I mean, even in Bloomington, there's, I, I don't even know how many jiu-jitsu schools are down there now. Mm-hmm. But I know there's almost 30 martial arts academies all, in general. Mm-hmm. So so what I, I bring that up, like, there's going to be, people are going to have their reason for training, for doing this. Each school is going to have what they uh, excel at, you know. And, and then I have my my uh, jiu-jitsu instructors, like we've been part of team one for for a long time. <laughs> so I don't even know how many years we've been part of that group. And, you know, their approach to things is, is just fantastic. This show is sponsored by Forest Edge Tree Service. This winter has been catastrophic on our trees and it's led to a ton of damage. Ice, snow, and strong winds lead to downed trees, limbs, and power lines, causing massive damage to your homes, cars, and properties. Face it, your yard is no place for looming, dead, or damaged trees. It's just a matter of time before one of them comes down, and whether by your choice or not. This is why you need to hire the excellent services of Forest Edge Tree Service. No job is too complicated for these folks, and they even offer emergency services. So if you have trees or tree stumps that you want and need gone, Give Joe Rudin at Forest Edge Tree Service a call or text at 815-615-3037 to get a free quote today. Forest Edge Tree Service is fully insured and staffed with trained professionals who use cutting-edge equipment to get the job done right. Make your property safe and beautiful with a tree service that you can trust. These pros take pride in their attention to detail, in their cleanup, and in their relationship with their customers. This is why they are Livingston County's premier tree service provider. So keep your family, pets, vehicles, and neighbors safe. Being proactive with your land saves you money and helps you avoid all the headaches of unplanned down trees. So be a responsible adult and call or text Joe Rudin with Forest Edge Tree Service at 815-615-3037 to schedule your free quote today and let them know that you heard about them on The Paul Garcia Show. So you, you got to get what you personally want out of your journey. You know, so, but like I said, you take the violence out of it. Because any any school that's vetted, you know, they're gonna teach you good martial arts. They're gonna teach you how to defend yourself, whether it's uh, karate, judo, jujitsu, taekwondo. Even a good wrestling academy is mm-hmm. gonna teach you how to protect yourself. The determination that it takes to excel at martial arts, now that you can relate to everyday life. Yeah. When you jump on the mats with somebody that you know has the potential to be extremely violent, and they're the nicest person in the world to you. You know, a lot of these guys that if you're struggling mentally, physically, you know, it can't tell you how many times somebody's walked in. They clearly had a bad day. And I I will say something, but most of the time they don't even make it to me. Somebody else has stopped and say, hey, you okay? What's going on? And they'll talk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so the, the, it's very uplifting and they build each other up. And this happens from the kids' classes, the, the, the beginner's karate class, all the way through our – MMA fighters, you know, you see that camaraderie, 
that family bond that they they formed like they they treat each other like brothers mm-hmm. and sisters and and they say hey you know they it's, it's it's fantastic when you see when everything is open that you know you we'd get together after a hard night of training we'd go out and we'd have dinner together mm-hmm. and everybody just sits there and like just just like you're sitting down at a family dinner you would think that an academy full of people that fight each other and are beating each other up you'd think that it like kind of breed a hostile environment but quite the opposite these people yeah. sen- tend to be extremely uh, friendly to one another. There's a great camaraderie, right. like you said, and it's it's strange, but it, it kind of makes sense, too. <laughs> right. So, and it's not even just one another. They're usually like that with everybody. Yeah. Like some of the nicest people you'll meet are some of the most dangerous. Yeah, and, no, and no doubt lot, about and, it. And you weed out the bad ones fairly quick. Like a lot of people, they do come in with that ego. And either you correct the ego or they find somewhere else to go do their, their work. Yeah. You know, we've had guys on our MMA team that are like, oh, I'm going to fight, and they'll talk about fighting, and they'll schedule their own fights Back when they still allowed that, like they somebody say, "Oh, I'm fighting here on this weekend. I'm there and that one." Like, then stop telling people you're on our team if you're not showing up for training and you're scheduling yourself fights. Mm-hmm. And but you, you see a lot of these guys that are there for the ego, that are there for the. I want people to <clears throat> to praise me or, or yeah. and and everybody's got a root to that as well. Like, not everybody's born that way. Like, mostly, you know. By nature, people are pretty violent. So, I mean, we can't say that, like, oh, everybody starts off kind. Like, no, we just, that's why we have to be taught to be civil to one another. That's why we learn the rules. That's why we have the rules because if not, we do get wild. But, like, that's the same thing. There's a code of conduct that comes with your training in martial arts. You know, there's respect, the discipline, the courage, honor, and those loyalties. That, that those foundation of, of how to carry yourself. My instructor, Grandmaster Russell, before he passed away, would always say, you know, he, he would drill it, the respect, discipline, courage, honor, and loyalty. He said, these are five core characteristics that everybody should have, but no martial artist should be without them, any one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, like you take one of those core fundamentals away from a martial artist, and now you're just training a fighter. And anybody can learn to fight. Anybody can yeah. learn to be good at it. So when I say you take the violent side or the potential for violence away from martial arts, what do you, what do you get from there? We have this whole lifestyle that's based upon on improving yourself. They'd say, you know, your journey as a martial artist is, is uh, to seek self-perfection, even though we know that's not possible, you know? And, it, and we know that in every, demo, almost everybody knows that perfection is not obtainable, you know? Especially, you know, like us, we were raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. We know that, that perfection is not personally attainable. Mm-hmm. Right, so, right, good point. Exactly. But that doesn't mean we, we don't strive for it. Of course, we, yeah. We, you know, we, 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 we're, we're constantly pushed for it. And that's the same mentality of martial artists. It's like, hey, I, I want to be better than I was yesterday. And not for you, not for the belt I'm going to get, not for a trophy or a title, but for myself. And when you add that, that determination, that unbreakable will that you kind of forge throughout your time training is, you know, you know you're more confident, truly confident in life. And not because somebody gave you a belt and told you to be confident, but because you worked really hard. You've tested that material. You've tested yourself and not like an actual test, but you've, you know, day in and day out on the mats. Like you've progressed through situations that were terrifying at the start of. Mm-hmm. And now I'm comfortable in a place. You've learned how to persevere and stuff. Yeah. And exactly. You've learned what it's like to earn something and do things that are difficult. I mean, right. for general self-improvement, it sounds like, Taking up a martial art would be a good idea, oh, really. Yeah. I mean, it just teaches you life skills like crazy and everything. Yeah, and there's not many places that, that are like that, especially we live in a world where, and this is not a stab at 
the current generations or anything like But in general, we live in a world where they tend to, if you can't reach the bar, I'm going to lower it just a little bit for you. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that, that doesn't seem right to me. Like, <laughs> if you can't do something, and if you want to do it bad enough, figure out what it takes to obtain that. Yeah, meet you the know? standard, don't lower it. Exactly. <laughs> we see that in sports. Participation awards came out when mm-hmm. I was pretty young. <clears throat> like, uh, they weren't everywhere, but the concept of everybody gets a trophy or ribbon or whatever was starting to come out. Mm-hmm. Which, and I know everybody has their opinions on it. And I can see benefits for, for certain people or certain demographics of young children. But at the same time, it's like, well, no, if, if you didn't win it, you didn't earn it, whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't get to go and earn a paycheck if you don't have a job. <laughs> so a if point. you didn't earn it, it, it's not yours. Right. Like, and the only thing that that does, in my opinion, is, is degrading to the actual champion. It's degrading to the person that put in that hard work. And it kills the, the, the reason for it, you know. So that's the nice thing here in martial arts. And there's actually, it's leaked into the martial arts world now. There's, you can go to MMA fights and everybody gets a medal. That's weird. You would think really that, that would not make its way into such a, such yeah, a hardcore thought, sport as MMA. I would have thought that it would have never made it into karate tournaments. Right. Yeah. So we were at a state championship my daughter competed in. Uh, this is probably been five years ago and she won the sparring division and then she got like fourth maybe fifth place in the in the forums in the kata and they came and they handed her a little trophy well she's holding her state champion fighting trophy mm-hmm. and they give her another one she's like why would you give it to you if i didn't earn the second one that's funny and then is she and i remember the 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 promoter for the event's like oh here this is for you and she goes that's no, okay He's mm-hmm. like, no, take it. And she's like, all right. As she walked away, like she left it on the table. Huh. And I didn't promote sure. I didn't say nothing. That was 100% her. Because she well, worked for hard for that first place and she was super proud of it. Yeah. Like, and like to her, when they handed her another one for something, she clearly didn't win. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Now I understand there's people with different, uh, different needs, special needs, uh, mental uh, capacities things like that so maybe there's a time and place there for is a, a time and place there's trophy. a time and a place where yeah you do change the standards not necessarily lower them but i mean we got a lady in here that that has cerebral palsy when she first started she couldn't walk mm-hmm. you know and she if you look on her facebook page there's all kinds of videos of her progress and she's just fantastic to have her out like she is the most inspiring person i think i've ever met in my life you know she was in class she was doing well she's up to you know went from barely able to walk you know, with a with the walker, then using the cane, then the walking, walking, uh, health issues put her in the hospital for about a year. Came back, couldn't walk. Start all over, but she she wasn't taking that. She was like, no, I'm I'm gonna learn how to walk again. I'm gonna learn how to jump again. I'm gonna keep practicing. I'm gonna keep pushing, pushing, pushing. Then we had you know her doing some laps. She's over here running, not running fast, but she was practicing. Like she was moving. She was unassisted, and that feeling. That not only that that she had for herself, but the feeling she gave the rest of us, like because none of us, you know, some of us go through issues like that where it's debilitating, but we've never had just a constant barrage of your own body telling you, you're not doing that, and then having to overcome those obstacles, flexibility, the 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 muscular density that that allows you to go from not being able to move to what it takes to walk. We take that for granted so often that you don't realize that some people push so. Like I said, we have that lady, like, 
if, if anybody wants to say, like, why should you take more shorts? Ask her. <laughs> like, yeah, like she'll give you a better answer. Yeah. You know, I, I grew up, you know, I was a skinny little kid, but once I hit the weights, I've always been pretty strong. I've always been pretty athletic. So I can't say, well, this is my success story from zero mm. to here. This show is sponsored by PSF Legacy Jiu-Jitsu in Normal, Illinois. Jiu-Jitsu is the fastest growing martial art on the planet right now, and it's such an amazing workout, and I know that firsthand. It also builds confidence like you wouldn't believe. So when you go to PSF Legacy Jiu-Jitsu, you will quickly learn how to take someone down, submit your opponents, defend yourself on the mat and in real-life scenarios. And on top of that, you'll gain a sense of confidence that only comes from knowing that you can honestly hold your own if an attacker attacks or if you need to defend yourself or others. PSF Legacy Jiu-Jitsu's instructor is Jared Game, and he still competes on the national jiu-jitsu circuit. He's patient, friendly, and tough as nails. This team is constantly growing, and they are so warm and welcoming it's crazy. Learn jiu-jitsu, get in great shape, and gain confidence all at an unbeatable monthly price. Call or text PSF Legacy Jiu-Jitsu at 217-637-4699 or message them on Facebook at PSF Legacy Jiu-Jitsu. If you tell them that the Paul Garcia Show sent you, something incredible might happen. Like I said, you have these inspiring stories of people that come and train. We have military veterans that, you know, they're, they're real shook up and they need a place for that camaraderie, the place where they can go and just they can just let the rest of that world go. You know, they just want to sit down and stretch on the mats. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I just want some place where if I need somebody to talk to, I can talk to them. Or if I just want to be a fly on the wall and observe and just be part of that atmosphere, sure. Like I said, we've dealt with people that have gone through violence in their past, and they get to where the lights come back on. Now, that's a special moment. Like, you know, we, we had a, a, a child who was in a very, very violent situation when they were very young. And coming in, you couldn't even speak loudly around this child. Like Just at the beginning where we were like, class, sign up. Well, this child just completely enclosed. Huh. I mean, like I said, I'm not giving any details because that's a, a local situation. It, like, it broke my heart mm-hmm. to see the the damage that was done to this kid at such a young age. And, but I'll always sit this kid down and be like, hey, we care about you here. We, your new family cares about you. They love you. The, the, and we're all going to do everything we can to make sure that that don't happen again. But not only that, we're going to help you get to that point where it can't happen again. Right. We're going to help make you strong. Like, because we can be strong for you, but when you're strong for yourself, that's what gives you your 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 power back. That's what gives you that. And, you know, there's a lot of conversations with this kid. You know, not all the time because we didn't want to keep bringing those events up. But we always tell him, like, hey, we're going to make you strong. Like, well, you're going to make you, not we. Like, like, yes, we do provide the curriculum. We do provide the atmosphere. But this is a personal journey. So when you see somebody go that, that's that broken, and this kid was, was going through a lot at such a young age, and then they were here several months, and then there was one day after class, everybody goes through, and they usually shake hands, and this kid goes through, and instead of a handshake, I got this huge hug. This was a person mm-hmm. who was absolutely terrified of men six months earlier. And it was right there. I started crying like a baby in front of everybody. Like, I couldn't stop it. It just, <laughs> waterworks. And, but that was, that was a moment that... You know, when this kid first started coming in, we were afraid it wouldn't happen. But you see the lights come on, and then 
they're on the floor joking around with the other kids. And like, it was just that moment where like, this is, that's, that's what's special about what we do. Not when people go off and compete and they win these championships or they, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's, we've had some fantastic athletes come through here and do great things in the ring. But when you see people that have, have mended themselves, that's way, way more important. Yeah. That's way, that, that's the beauty and, and what we do here. And it's not just here, in more shorts in general. You know, if you could see where you can kick the lights back on where somebody, they, they felt like, you know, they were just kind of, they were alive, but they weren't living. So, like I said, there's, there's that personal journey. And that's what martial arts, and there's other outlets that do that too, but martial arts in general is, is, a, is a great place for that atmosphere. Like, you get that unbreakable, that indomitable, indomitable spirit they talk about everywhere. You know, like say, hey, you can, you're going to be determined no matter what you do. Whatever you do in your life, you're going to do it with everything you got. So that if you fall short or you say, hey, I'm not into that. Or, like, you know, I tried this, but I didn't like it, so I didn't do it. Well, if you really gave it your all, you can say that with honesty. Like, I, I, didn't, like, I didn't like playing baseball. I tried it. And I really tried hard at it. And I was fairly good at it, but I did not like the sport. <laughs> but I could say, hey, I could say that was not for me. Because I really did give it an honest effort. You know, the same thing with these kids that struggle in school or people that struggle with, with their jobs or understanding, you know, at some point, and that's, you know, at some point somebody's going to have something in front of them that's an obstacle. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily have to be violence or a physical altercation, but there's going to be an obstacle that you have to be prepared for. Not necessarily you have to be prepared, like, know the context ahead of time, but you have to be prepared to work really hard for something. And anybody that's accomplished anything of notability, really, will tell you that you're not going to get it without working hard. You know, so you get that that unbreakable spirit, you get that camaraderie, you get that that environment that that, that builds you. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know you have have the guys that get together on a team. They'll razz each other a little bit, but they know it comes from a happy place. That's right. They'll flat out tell people terrible things, right? And they'll <laughs> laugh at it, be like give them a hug. Like that's that's. That's part of the environment when you realize that things can't bother you if you're truly confident. And that mm-hmm. is a, a place to build that. That's right. Well, Michael, it's been fascinating talking with you so far. Uh, I have a couple more questions that I want to ask you about what it's been to open up Brands Martial Arts and then maybe some uh, more personal stories about maybe <laughs> a, a fight or two you've gotten in. But in order to hear the answers to those juicy questions, you're going to have to become a patron on patreon.com forward slash Paul Garcia. But until then, it has been a pleasure talking to you, and thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Absolutely, my pleasure. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to The Paul Garcia Show. If you enjoy this show and you're watching it on Facebook, please like and share this video. And if you're on YouTube, please hit that like button and subscribe to my channel. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving the show a five-star rating. If you want to support this show financially with a small donation, feel free to do so on Venmo or PayPal by submitting a couple of bucks to The Paul Garcia Show. If you want to help support the show and gain access to bonus footage from and early access to each episode, then please become a patron on patreon.com forward slash Paul Garcia for as little as $1 a month. Until next Sunday, I'm Paul Garcia. God bless and have a great week.